Alright, welcome on to episode two of Arguing About Food. I hate intros, so we're just going to get right into discussing the most overrated foods. Overrated will be in capitals on the YouTube title. <laughs> Seems necessary. Yeah, apparently. So Somehow that helps. I don't know. I feel a little bit of trepidation about overcapitalization for no reason, but I guess YouTube, that's just the nature of the medium. So let's just talk about what it means to be an overrated food first. Liv, what, what were some of your criteria to determine whether something was overrated? Well, I mean, first of all, it has to be highly rated. Um, <laughs> there are certainly some foods that I think are uh, overrated even though nobody really likes them. <laughs> uh, so, so it had to be highly rated. The, the fact the that it's place. even the fact that it's even a food at all means <laughs> yeah. that it's overrated. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so so you, it had to be uh, something that I, I think the general public all really enjoys or you know the majority of people really really like this thing. I tried to be a little bit more objective about it than just, oh, my personal preference is everyone liked this, but I personally think it's bad. I wanted to come up with some criteria where even in many cases, it's something that I like, but people just go so ridiculously <laughs> crazy for it. I just can't really get behind that and at least have some semi-objective reasons to back things up. So anything else you need to talk about here? Yeah. Um, well, the, the other thing that just like kept coming up in my head when I was, uh, trying to come up with my list was, uh, whether I could make a better version of it at home than anywhere else I can get it. Oh, that's interesting. Like, okay. if every time I order it out, it is significantly worse than I could do at home, then it's an overrated food. <laughs> now that, yeah, I guess that makes sense. You just the restaurant version is overrated. That. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I have a few things like that. That that's a new way to think of it. I I think even my own piddling cooking skills. I feel like there are a few restaurant versions of things that I can improve on. Generally. Okay. What's your no number five? We're going to count down. Number five most overrated food is tater tots. <laughs> People go nuts for them. They're like, oh my god, they have tots. Let's get the tots. <laughs> and they're always just these sad, soggy little bites. And, you know, honestly, french fries could almost be in this category as well. Because there's so many bad french fries. I know, I know, I know. Um, but really, it's tots because the ratio of potato to crispy outside is uh it, it, it is a bigger gap to cross or whatever you want to say so yeah so often they're undercooked and they're just like little like cold potato capsules and they're greasy and they're not crunchy they're disgusting yeah not a fan of the loaded tots that i'm guessing well that that gets your hopes up even higher <laughs> I mean, seriously, you're like, loaded? This is going to be amazing. It's going to be like nachos. And then they're sad little potato capsules with cheese on them. I will second you to the extent that they're just not 
they can be really bad. If they're soggy, they can be truly awful. If they get cold, going back to what we were talking about last time, if they have some ingredient on there that makes it too cold, like you were talking about with like the the full onion pizza last time, right, if, right. if there's yeah, or if the cheese gets cold a little bit, or I agree that bad tater tots can be really bad, but I really enjoy good tater tots. Uh, as much as I also sympathize with you going out to eat with people and being like, let's get the tots. <laughs> That's the other thing. It's just the tots, man. <laughs> um, maybe, I, I think... maybe less of a, a problem for those of us who don't live in Chicago. <laughs> at least the people we're with aren't going to talk like that. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think most of the country. Uh, if If anybody actually knew how to cook them properly... They might be uh, less overrated, but uh, apparently the entire like restaurant community just doesn't know how to cook them properly. <laughs> well, if you can, so how do you feel about McDonald's hash browns? They're amazing. I put one so, on the sandwich. I get two, so, so I that, put one yeah. into the sandwich. Yeah, exactly. I, I've said before that there should be a double down esque version of a McDonald's breakfast sandwich that just substitutes the bread for two hash browns yeah i mean i can't get behind that because i just hate greasy fingers but i do understand like why that would be enjoyable but then i'd have to eat it burrito style like moving the paper down and yeah if you hate greasy fingers you should try using a napkin sometime after you're done eating (laughs) i do a lot of car eating kind of solves (laughs) solves that problem (laughs) maybe even a paper Uh, towel if it's if it's my household I think that it's it's um it's interesting that you even tried to compare McDonald's hash browns to tots. They're clearly not the same thing. The surface well, area well, let, let me, on the McDonald's yeah. hash brown is you know far greater and therefore gives a much better potato to crisp ratio. No, I I agree with you on that. I think you can if the tater tots are crispy enough and then the interior isn't too mushy. Then I think I think you can get pretty close to McDonald's hash browns, us. But I I agree with you that interior, it's just going to be a little too cold and soggy. If the exterior isn't just extremely crunchy, you're you could be in trouble. It did not make my list. I understand your thoughts. I still really really enjoy a good tater tots though, and I find them superior to many French fries, but not all. I, I mm. okay. This is, this is going to be good. We're going to disagree on, on stuff a lot here. All right. <laughs> this is my first most overrated food. The first on my list. My fifth most overrated food <laughs> is octopus. Oof. Yeah. It's Now, my wife just won't eat it. She has been told billions of times, oh, you just haven't had the right octopus. And she is... She's had the right octopus. She's had the wrong octopus. She's had every possible Wait, kind that you can have. We had octopus that she enjoyed, though, right? No, no, she didn't eat it. Over Thanksgiving? At, 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 at Olivita? She's, no. She said it was the best octopus she'd had. Or was that no, you? No, she did. That no, was that you. was me. Yeah, yeah, and I was going to say, Olivita, where uh, part of the restaurant group where our friend Kim works, has great octopus. That was fantastic. One of maybe two or three mm-hmm. octopi that I've ever enjoyed. And it's just, it's. <laughs> It's too chewy. The legs oftentimes are too thick. There's no way to get seasoning onto the interior of it either unless you slice it up really really thinly. I also have a, a few qualms about the whole 
really being intelligent thing and still eating them. I, I don't want to get into like the ethics of eating certain things and not eating certain yeah, things. Like, the there's no, go down. there's no, there's yeah, there's no rationality to that. It's just I'm not saying that objectively. That's just something that kind of bothers me. I read a sci-fi book about super intelligent octopus, octopi once. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's but, that's but, but yeah, so so it's just it's too chewy. It doesn't have its own flavor inherently. I don't think you got to put a bunch of stuff around it. Maybe if you cook it in a way that it kind of crisps up, then I can get by the texture. But ninety-eight percent of all octopus dishes are just too chewy, and you put a bunch of flavor around it. Fine, you can put a bunch of flavor around anything, and it's expensive. Don't like it. Um, how do you feel about calamari, or like you know any uh, form of squid? I'm not a huge squid person. Other than if it's the legs, I, I like the legs way more than the body. The body kind of suffers from the same problems as octopi, but the body of calamari or, or the legs of calamari or squid, they're thin enough that you kind of get a little bit different of a texture than just that solid mass, whereas the octopus legs are usually a little bit thicker. And then also frying them. I mean, I'm not like an enormous, I don't, I'm not like, oh, we got to get the calamari type of person but the calamari legs I, I, that are fried i like that pretty good i think the texture is good the rings are are pretty sorry yeah it's it's too bad they're not all legs huh <laughs> they could be <laughs> it's like it's like the the muffin tops and the muffin well i mean I, I i don't need to go into a huge detail here but i wholly disagree with you i love octopus i love the texture and i think that there's a lot of different apl- applications that uh you can really do a myriad of, of things and flavorings with octopus, but yeah. Maybe you just have a stronger jaw than I do. Is that possible? That it's just, it's, Doubt it, it doesn't take <laughs> you as long to chew it. <laughs> I, I enjoy that part so much. I, I think the texture is, is what sells octopus for me. Yeah. I just, uh, and then the other problem too, if you're chewing something for too long, then your saliva kind of washes all of the flavor off of it. And so then you're just left again with this thing that doesn't have its own inherent flavor that you're still continuing to chew. Oh, well, uh, okay. Am I making I some good you. points here? Give you. me some credit. <laughs> I hear you, yes. And I, I know that you're not alone there, for sure. I would say, yeah. you know, most, over 50% of people would agree with you on this. So, you know, I'll, I'll just be in the minority at time. I'll try it out. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, your number four most overrated food is? Oh, yeah. Coleslaw. Mm. Mm. Mmm. Is that that highly rated, though? People go nuts for coleslaw. They're, like, piling it on their plate at a picnic. I don't understand. Or, like, more of a barbecue. But, um, yeah, people are passionate about coleslaw. And they've got, like, their different types that they like. Um... I've had this conversation with, with humans before. Um, so my most hated coleslaw are the like creamy sweet versions that are like with miracle whip. And for some reason seem like there's added sugar in them. Just foul. Uh, Added sugar in in an American food, added sugar. (laughs) Go figure. Um, and then next would be, I actually hate mayonnaise coleslaw. And for a, just ridiculous. But, but you mayonnaise love mayonnaise lover, like in myself. general. Yeah. I know. Take out the cabbage and the carrots and shit and just give me the mayonnaise and I'm fine. 
Um, and then my, my, the, the best version of coleslaw has got to be like the more vinegary ones for me. Um, yeah. With no. You could put it on like a, a pulled pot. pork sandwich. Uh, coleslaw, slaw on like a. I think once you call it slaw, that makes it a lot better. Like, coal. What is. Why is it even called coal? C O L E? Is that. I always thought it was cold slaw when I was a kid because it's cold. Oh, really? <laughs> what, what does that um, even mean? C O L E, coleslaw. I don't know. Honestly, for something that I'm vehemently against, I'm surprised that I haven't done more research into the history of coleslaw. <laughs> Um, I don't know where the name comes from. I do know that that as a condiment, which is what you're kind of, you know, putting it into, maybe. Okay. It's got merit there. Yeah. But By as an actual thing yeah. that you eat with a fork, no, just it, it shouldn't. It's like ambrosia salad. It shouldn't be a thing. <laughs> I, I keep trying coleslaw. It's rare that I have one that I could eat it. By itself. What, one of my favorite things, too, is, oh, we've got this thing that has a terrible texture and taste already. I know what we'll do. We'll save it by putting thinly sliced carrot strips into it. That's that's really going to make this more edible. Oh, that is such a Nate Duncan thing to say. Um, yeah, no, I, 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 don't, I don't understand, like, why it exists. Cabbage itself is fine. I actually think that cabbage is great in many applications, but you're not making it better by putting, you know, this uh, creamy stuff. Oh, God. And then also it gets wetter as it sits and it turns into like coleslaw soup. And by the end of the barbecue or wherever you're at, it is now like this like cold, disgusting white liquid with like little pieces of shredded vegetable and it. it's oh. it's also likely soaking through your paper plate by that point as well right 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 yeah, yeah. but pa- paper Cause... plate quality could be a, a full podcast on its own but i think it's probably time, <laughs> time to move on okay <laughs> okay my number four which i actually just added to the list my number four most overrated food is the muffin Ooh. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wait, just the bottom or the top as well? No, the whole the whole muffin. So, I really object to things that nutritionally are, are essentially desserts, but just don't taste as good as a normal dessert. And I will also say that very many muffins are really bad. Maybe the ultimate muffin... I could get behind, but they're very, very often too dry, inadequate ingredient distribution throughout the muffin as well. Ingredient distribution is is a good point, but uh, are you saying that like, you know, all the things sink to the bottom kind of? Well, maybe I, I don't know exactly how it is that these things are are cooked other than that. uh, (laughs) They go in a muffin tin. A muffin tin is involved. So, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I could see that as the muffin expands, gravity could pull all the ingredients down, and that that could be an issue. But I guess, yeah, it's just blueberry. I mean, maybe if you put some chocolate in it and it's melted, that could distribute through it a little bit. But And then there's also perversions such as the bran muffin as well, which is <laughs> even drier. Like, 
if you had any saliva in your mouth before eating a, a bran muffin, like you're not going to have any for at least three hours. After <laughs> oh, man. Um, you remind me of uh, an, an ingredient that I don't understand the point of, which is poppy seeds. Like your lemon poppy seed muffin. I'm like, why, why yeah. am I not just having a lemon muffin? <laughs> other, than on a, other than on a hot dog. One, which spoiler alert, uh, hot dogs did not make my list. But <laughs> uh, other than on a hot dog bun, yeah, I don't really see much point for poppy seeds. Ses- Sesame kicks the shit out of poppy for sure, as in in Absolutely. any pretty much any application. You mean because it has so, flavor? So yeah, I, I think ultimately for the the muffin, it's just it's basically cake from a nutritional standpoint. But it's just nowhere near as good. And somehow, oh, now you're allowed to eat it for breakfast because it's a muffin instead of cake. But it's just not a fam. There, there's like four muffins that I've ever had in my life that I've liked. Am I? Do, are you? Uh, are you going to fight back on this one? Not as hard as on octopus. Octopus, <laughs> uh, I, I have qualms with. But muffins, you're right. They're not amazing. Uh, or um, compared to a donut as a sugary breakfast food, a donut is just so much better than. See, is a donut even a, a breakfast food, really? According to Dunkin' Donuts, it is. You see. They're like, yeah. Yeah, people make them in the morning. Yeah, it's totally, it's, I don't understand why it's a breakfast food. There are certain, <laughs> the whole, like, part of a nutritious breakfast thing. You remember that, by the way? We never made donuts in the morning. We always made them at night for dessert. That's true. But most people, I think, would consider it a, a breakfast food. I would, I would bet you if you looked at when are Dunkin' Donuts sales, when do those occur, they probably occur mostly in the morning. Think about people bringing in donuts to their office or NBA players on rookie duty have to bring donuts to the plane <laughs> when it's taking off in the morning if you get there early. I think it's, Is that true? it's considered a breakfast food. Yeah. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. It's like they get hazed. <laughs> what All right, my, you got to get donuts. <laughs> uh, okay. What's next here? Um, I guess it's my number three most overrated food. So I struggled with my uh, top three, which order to put them in. Um, I think my number three is the Euro. Uh, Euros. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right about that. Yeah, it's really not that good. Yeah, I had to pull in um, uh, some, some help on this one. My brother-in-law, Corey, and I were talking about this uh, yesterday, and... Oh man, like this came up in our conversation and it's just on paper. It sounds awesome. You know, like, like a lamb that's kind of like rotisserie cooking or well, most of it's lamb and then shaved off and it's like crunchy. And then there's tzatziki sauce and onions and it all like sounds like it's really great. But every time I get one, I'm just wholly disappointed by it. Um, and I think the, the, the major reason is, is usually the pita. Honestly, um, mm, I know that yeah. Greek pita is different than like Middle Eastern pita. Uh, and I, I, I had this problem before working at Galit, but then just having, you know, the best pita in the entire world there. Yeah. Really I think Middle Eastern pita, pita is better. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's pockets, right? Now, if you took Middle Eastern pita, let's say, and you put the ingredients of a euro into it, perhaps. Uh, then the distribution and like just its tactile form would be better, um, but it, it's 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 this flat like dry 
pita usually. Overloaded with honestly always too much meat. And That's true. Yeah, you're going to get some spill out there for sure. Yeah, and so so you you usually end up going in with a fork and like starting by like eating some of the meat out of it. During this time, it's cooling down. Um, the pita below, which was probably totally subpar quality in the first place, is continuing to cool. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's coming out of a plastic bag. It's coming out of a plastic <laughs> yeah. bag. It's not going to be heated up in a way where you get any crispiness or any of those burned parts on the outside. Like Gleet, by the way, for those who don't know, where Liv used to work is probably the best Middle Eastern food in the country slash uh, Israeli food. So Definitely be- Best pita, best, best hummus that's ever existed, essentially. But... So, yeah, I guess you're yeah, saying... Yeah, I, I have dreams about the hummus. Um, but, yeah, so even by the time you get the ingredients down to where you can wrap it and eat it, now the pita is just, like, cracking and typically soggy from the tomato and the tzatziki, but still dry on the outside. So now you've got this, like, bent thing... And everything's falling out of it, and I, the distribution of ingredients is always wrong. It's just always really uh, high risk. High risk of soak through on the bottom as well, causing yeah. the ingredients just completely fall out. And I'll, I'll, I will second everything that you said. Over reliance on cucumber, also, you know, that's a big problem for me. That's we don't need to get into that here. But then also, the meat itself, maybe it can be really good. A lot of time they put. Way too much spice in there. The texture can get extremely rubbery. Maybe if they slice it off of there and then put it on the grill for just a second to heat it up again, that can help sometimes. But a lot of times they don't do that. And it also just looks kind of gross, too. It looks like a the the thing that it's on looks like, you know, a warp drive from the 1960s. <laughs> yeah. In the, in the original Star Trek. And I, as much as I enjoy warp technology, I don't really want it involved in, in food production. Too and much. I really, I actually really enjoy fresh, like raw white onion. I do. Um, I think that it adds flavor and texture to things. Um, but again, the, when you're taking this supposedly very warm or hot meat, putting it into a supposedly hot pita. With cold tzatziki, to- cold tomatoes, and cold white onion, you're, it's a recipe for disaster. And it's just, yeah, the, the whole concept of it, it really could have been just done better. I don't know. Uh, but but yeah. I still want it, and I order it probably once a year, I'd say, because those flavors really do go well together. It's just, I'm always disappointed. Yeah, I, I would have to, I would say there's, Maybe like the top 10 or 15% of Euro I've really enjoyed, but generally, particularly in Chicago, there are a lot of bad Euro places for sure. Yeah. Everybody thinks it's so simple. Just get a spit and you're good. (laughs) All right. My number three most overrated food. You can brand me a communist right now. (laughs) I surely will. Apple, Apple pie. pie is my number three most overrated food. All right. Oh, man. Yeah, you, yeah. you're not going to get any blowback from that one. 
Well, because nobody is is listening. Is that that that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly. Uh, uh, I mean, what what is your yeah. beef with the most American of desserts? Okay, so in general, I don't really care. It's part of a it's a subset of a larger issue of things that are not inherently sweet enough being made into desserts by putting a crap load of sugar into them. I think this is so the funny ap- compared to your muffin spiel. <laughs> Uh, yeah, continue. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. So, number one, what is nice about apples? It's that they're crisp. It's that they're tart. It's that they're refreshing. It's not that they're sweet. It's not that they're decadent. So, the attempt to make the apple into that, I think, generally fails pretty miserably. I generally like my desserts to have chocolate in them. It doesn't have chocolate. That I understand that might be a, a controversial idea. It's just, they're always so sugary and so heavy. And the, what do they call the stuff in pies that goes around the fruit? Like the syrupy stuff? I mean, Does that well, have a name? It, 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 no, I mean, sauce. There's so okay. many different ways to accomplish that sauce. Uh, but apples right. have a lot of pectin in them. So they generally make a sort of like thicker sauce around them. Yeah, so yeah, so I don't really care for that. It's just so sludge-like, and then the apples are always, the chunks of apple are always too large as well, so you end up really, like, texture-wise, you just end up kind of running into this big, hard mass as everything else just shrinks away around it, and then you bite into the apple, but then the apple is still really sugary as well, and... I, I really enjoy apple-flavored things. Like, for example, when I was in Switzerland at this awesome hotel, they had straight-up fresh-squeezed apple juice. It was, like, the same as you'd have with orange juice, and it was, like, one of the best things that I've tasted in the fruit realm in quite some time. But, yeah, the apple pie, I mean, obviously, as American as apple pie, it's very highly rated by everybody. But I think if you really pulled people, like, like for it to be considered our national dessert... And this is part of it, too. It's just, it's so highly rated. This is our national dessert. But how many people have you pulled them would be like, oh, apple pie is in my top ten. I see what you're saying. Although, I I feel that if you pulled people on what their favorite pie was, a lot of people would put apple pie right up there at the top. Yeah, <laughs> I think there are a lot of better pies. And I'm not I'm not a pie guy. I will say that as well. I think there are a lot of bad pie crusts uh, out there. Also, from a presentation standpoint, the apple pie, like once you take it out and put it on the plate, it's just it's gonna just go everywhere but on your plate. That's any it, filled pie. Any filled no, pie. No, no, I get that. Pie. But then it becomes it becomes too difficult to get pie crust and the filling in the bite at the same time because it's all spilling over to the side. You gotta kind of manufacture each bite together. And then you run into the crust on the end, and then you can't really, like, that's so hard, you can't really get that in with the syrup. It's just mm. a pain in the ass in, in all respects, I would say. All right. I mean, I respect your arguments, for sure. Uh, but I'd say apple pie, of pies, it's in my top three. I love apple pie. It's a, But I also feel like you might have had just, like, a different experience with apple pie in your life than I have. <laughs> I've had some really, really great ones, and and the you're right though the the size of the apple uh, slice is really important because 
if you're only getting like, you know, eight slices total out of the napple that you're putting into this pie, yeah, you're, you're going to be in trouble. The thing's not going to be cooked through enough. It's going to, you, you can't have enough bites because now you like need a knife for your apple pie. But, uh, yeah. if, if they're cut right, you're, you, I don't see any problem with apple pie. I don't think it's overrated. Well, I, a big part of my objection to it is I think it's just so highly rated just to be, again, I, I'm, I can't be, it doesn't make me proud as an American to know that that is considered basically <laughs> like the quintessential analog for what it is to be American as American as apple pie. Oh like, man. I mean, if I, mean you're like, I don't as, identify with that phrase either, but like if you're, as French and as an as if you're as French and as an eclair or as American as apple pie, I think you probably want to be French, right? Yeah, I mean, are, are we now debating whether an eclair is superior to apple pie? Because it is. No, it, yeah, okay. Next here, let's get into some of our honorable mention most overrated foods. I'm gonna start with pho. Just kidding, because <laughs> that was your number one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Last week, tied for number one with ramen. I'm going to go with the Sunday. Oh, another dessert that it, the chocolate sauce generally is not very high quality. But if this ice cream were worth eating, it wouldn't need chocolate sauce on top of it. And if it is e- e- worth eating, then you don't want the chocolate sauce on top of it because it's just overwhelming the flavor of the ice cream. Now, I will note this does not include the chocolate sauce that goes on and becomes the hard shell, like the Dairy Queen soft serve. Uh, yep. yeah. That is awesome. But just a liquid chocolate sauce sundae, especially the type that you're going to get in most places. And then you throw whipped cream on top, too. That's Whipped cream and ice cream don't really go together that much. Like Whipped I cream mean... is sort of a substitute for ice cream, I think. <sighs> I absolutely do hear you, but I think nostalgia gets the better of me with the Sunday. And I I believe that the purpose of a Sunday, in my opinion, is to have it with vanilla ice cream. Like you're not you're not supposed to put better flavors into a Sunday because hot fudge and it's like it's like a race to see if you can eat it before it's soup. <laughs> I love it, it. Yeah. It's ne- it's just never that good though, honestly. Like it's the, the the chocolate like just the normal I like the peanuts Sunday too. peanuts on top yeah okay that that helps a little bit but the the normal Sunday that people are having at home with like Hershey's syrup and Dominic's brand vanilla ice cream or whatever your regional equivalent is oh man it's been a long time since you're in Chicago <laughs> Dominic's doesn't exist anymore Jewel brand sure. Mariano's okay. written, yeah. All right. Any any other honorable mentions for you and most overrated foods? Um, well, I mean, we had a listener say this, actually, um, and I was pretty close to putting filet mignon on my list. Um, people just absolutely adore it, but it, it's, it's really, oh, it's just flavorless. And, I mean, I'll eat one, you know, if that's, like, what's on the menu. Sure, I still love steak. I'm... A Midwestern girl at heart, but it has no fat and therefore no flavor. And weirdly, people seem to think it's like better for it to be, you know, two to three inches thick. But that means that you're literally just getting more of a non-marbled 
flavorless center. It, I, I, I agree with you a thousand percent on this. It's only good if it has some sauce around it, and then you want it to be thinner so that you're you don't run into that area that doesn't have any sauce and yours taste. Like the texture, obviously, is amazing. That's what people like, but you can do better. Yeah, it's fine. Fat is what. Yeah, I mean, anytime one of my male friends orders a filet mignon, I make fun of him. <laughs> I make fun of any friend, regardless of their gender. <laughs> well, oh, and it's I, also I can't make fun of my mom for it because she really, really loves filet mignon. Yeah, but it's like it's just like an entry level steak for someone who doesn't like steak and ooh, a piece of fat oh no yeah precisely and i don't know i mean that's fine but you know you can cut that off <laughs> yeah and also it's incredibly expensive yeah that yeah that is the other thing i understand it's because it's you know from the tenderloin and that's a very small part of the cow but yeah so like uh just i don't know use it for something better all right, I'm going to run through a few more of these here real quickly. These honorably mentioned overrated foods. Carrot cake. Carrot oh. should not be in a dessert. It's not sweet. The texture is bad. It runs into the same problem as coconut, but it tastes even worse than coconut. Just in terms of like the texture of it, it kind of it, wow, it gets sort of like caught in the are... back of your throat. Like I sometimes just like if I eat carrot, sometimes I just start coughing. Like, I get these little bits of carrot in the back of my throat. Really, other than I've I've come around on cooked carrots being in a dish, but yeah, raw carrots, which is carrot cake, is still kind of has. I never knew you had this thing with carrots because I mean I had that my entire childhood. I now enjoy raw carrots, but I always said the exact same thing. Man, like I just can't get them down; they're like stuck back there. (laughs) I may, I mean, I think there are many objective reasons not to like carrots, but part of the reason I think I don't like them is. My grandmother on on my mom's side, therefore my Jewish grandmother, used to really push on. And she's like, how come you don't like carrots anymore? You used to like carrots. Why don't you just try it? <laughs> Aww. Fair. What else you but got? I was, I was 17 years old and she would tell me every time I came over, she'd offer me carrots and tell me how I liked carrots when I was three. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, that, uh, and also a very good impression right there. Pretty spot on. Uh, okay, a- any other honorable mentions for you? Um, well, yeah, I got one. But I knew that uh, you would... I also agree, actually, that it shouldn't count because it's a condiment. Um, but ketchup. Ketchup was, uh, I mean, in my opinion, probably the most overrated food but, in America. What are you talking about? You get your steak well done, you put... Ketchup on it? That's just divine. Oh, God. I think you might be referencing someone. Uh, <laughs> I I, uh, I didn't include it, of course, because it, it can be argued that it's not even a food. It's a sauce. I, I think, um, well, I think when we're, when we were, I feel fine about delving into condiments and basic, basically anything at, at this point. I don't think our criteria need to be as stringent of when we're talking about the best objective of uh, the objectively best foods here. I think you can throw in any, any sort of ingredient in a dish, even for this. Well, ketchup was in my opinion. So it, it started out as like a Chinese sauce that was like, usually like fish based, I believe. Um, if my food history is accurate and, um, and, and like was just a way to kind of like add 
vinegar, so some like acid and like salt to a, a, a food item. And for some reason in America, it turned into tomato as like the main, main ingredient. And then uh, sugar. Like, I mean, it, it basically is a sugar sauce that you are putting on things. And I know that we love sugar in the States, but uh, I, I, I guess I don't have a sweet tooth. And I think that what you're basically doing is like adding almost like caramel sauce to everything you put ketchup on. <laughs> it's so sweet and sticky and it also smells weird. Hate it. Uh, but I, the largely... catsup is fine. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> oh, man. The, the whole catsup. What is even with that? Yeah. Why are you, certain... you, you and Mr. Burns both both struggle with that. And Dad. Dad was a cat. He called it catsup. Yeah, even when it was ketchup. Like, even if the bottle said ketchup, he still <laughs> called it catsup. I just, I, but... at that point, I actually don't know the distinction or if there is one. Or if it was like trademarking or something. I I don't I don't yeah I don't, <laughs> I don't think that there is a, a distinction. I'll agree with you mostly. In particular, the ooh, we're gonna really jazz this up by making it spicy ketchup. <laughs> now it's really fucking artisanal. It's spicy ketchup. Uh, no places it's still, that it's... make their own ketchup. <laughs> so ah, uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that dis- that level of disdain. But no, I think. Regular, there are times for ketchup. Like, every once in a while, if I go to In-N-Out, for example, right, I, I'll get the a side of spread there, the, the In-N-Out spread, and that'll be my primary condiment. But that can get a little bit heavy, and so I find maybe an occasional dip of the burger into ketchup to be refreshing. I think it's also pretty good with, with certain fries. Like, McDonald's French fries and Heinz ketchup is, is still pretty good. And then, But for at home, I implore you, if you're getting ketchup, Get either Trader Joe's organic ketchup, or if you go to Whole Foods, or maybe they have this at Safeway or something too, uh, Annie's organic ketchup, which is the same thing. It's actually a pretty good ketchup. It has a little bit more tomato flavor, less sugary. You don't get as much of the watery separation as well Uh, with it. Uh, If I were to pick a readily available ketchup, uh, Sir Kensington's is is the one for me. But uh, I, I... Put ketchup on one thing and one thing only, and it's breakfast sausage. And that's it. That that will that will be. Uh, I I do that too. I think, <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I think we I think we actually put catsup on on breakfast sausage since <laughs> since that came from dad. Well, we can discuss that more at, at a later time. Okay, I got I got one more here. That is just this is more again of how people just go completely buck wild for this thing, and it's pretty good. Certainly, I eat it. I enjoy it. This is another honorable mention. Avocados. Mm. Avocado toast. I mean, I'm not going to go on the millennial avocado toast rant and make an asshole out of myself that way. But it's just, the texture is pretty decent. It doesn't really have that much inherent flavor. Just having it be the one thing in addition, unless it's guac, I think is a little bit too much. Just to be, oh my god, it has avocado. Like the avocado on burger, I think that's a, a trend that I don't really care for that much. I don't think it really texture wise kind of enhances things. It's just like, yeah, avocados are solid. I eat them all the time. It's nice to have them, but they're not just the greatest fruit slash vegetable slash nut that's ever existed the way some people like to make them. I adore avocados, but I would still agree that they are overrated. 
people I, they're, they're they're on a pedestal that they could be knocked down from. Did we hit all, all of your honorable mentions here? Yeah, I think so. I got one more Dutch crunch bread, which is something that we have uh, here in San Francisco. That. Yeah, it's how about you just toast it instead instead of trying to figure out a way to make it crunchy without toasting it. If you're not familiar with Dutch crunch, look it up. Everyone here in San Francisco loves it on their sandwiches. Hopefully it hasn't been exported too much to (laughs) be inflicted on poor souls in other areas of the country and the world. Maybe we should, I think other states should actually You might be opening up the gateway for Dutch crunch to the rest of the world right now. (laughs) Maybe you should keep it under wraps. No, other states, like, so when you drive from like Arizona or Nevada into California, you have to go through this agricultural food check station and you know, they never stop you if you're in a regular car or anything, but I think those states should set up equivalent check stations on the other side of the border if you drive out of California to make sure that you're not bringing Dutch Crunch into these other states. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I'll just try to... Well, all right, you, you don't like it either. Can you describe what it is and why it may not be the, the greatest? Um, so it's almost got, like, what you would call, like, a crackle as its crust. Yeah. It's got these, like, like, these dots on the side that are supposed to be as good, like, give you a crunch. But it's, like, there are way better ways to get a crunch than that. Well, and, you know, I, so I don't hate it as much as you do, but I, I don't find value in it. Um... I just don't understand why California, and especially the Bay Area, why they weren't just satisfied, like, making the best sourdough in the country. Like, why not just stick to the bread that is really good there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, the only people who I think should enjoy Dutch Crunch are, like, 15-year-old kids who just got their braces done and are wearing retainers on both the top and bottom of their mouths so that they don't cut the shit out of the inside of their mouths. That's the only people who should be eating Dutch Crunch. All right, that that is true. So many breads. I wish I had a retainer for. <laughs> but it's not worth it. Obviously, I, I'm willing to cut up my mouth if it's a good bread. If it's like a great baguette or something that's really like a, a great toasted sourdough or something like that. But yeah, not for, not for Dutch crunch. Thank you. All right. All right. Let's get it. Let's get into it here. Your number two most overrated food is nachos. There. Uh, So, yeah, wow. The both loaded anything is really just getting uh, getting the shaft here from you. I know, I know. I I, I alluded to it with the the tots, huh? Um, I don't understand why people order nachos at a restaurant. Uh, They are so disappointing. Every time. Okay, so distribution of ingredients. Obviously, we've harped on this a bit. But, I mean, how are you supposed to get, like, a good bite every time it, uh, when you've got, I mean, I could get into, yeah, and I will, true. quality There's, of it, ingredients. With, with good cheese on there, it's a lot of times it's totally inadequately distributed. So there's four good bites. You pick up one nacho, 74 other ones, or, or all of the cheese and, like, three other chips come with it. So you have all the cheese, but inadequate chips. That chip yeah. is really soggy. You have to. You feel terrible. You're trying to put your thumb onto the top of the cheese so that you can break off some of the cheese. Then, then yeah. of course, your hands get greasy, and then you know your whole day is <laughs> apparently after that. Well, and especially 
you know, in this uh, pandemic world, it is, they're so difficult to share. Like what you just said, you know, you're putting your hands all over them, you're ripping them apart. Um, you're like trying, even before the pandemic, you, you felt like, how am I supposed to make the other people sharing this with me comfortable with what I'm doing <laughs> with my like removal of some of these nachos? And uh, because the chips are like the cheapest part, right? There's always this layer of totally undressed tortilla chips underneath. You know, you get through the ingredients on the top, and now you've just got bare tortilla chips. Um, you know when you're really in trouble with nachos is when it's the the tricolor combination of the chips, where it's like the blue oh. corn, but it's not like actual, because it's not actually a good version of the blue corn, the white chip, and I don't even know what the red chip is even supposed to symbolize. <laughs> what what makes it red? That is I, not I thought it was the Texas color. flag, honestly. I thought it was like, <laughs> these were like Tex-Mex chips. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, those are just dyed. I mean, it's not blue corn. It's just, it's just like yeah. dyed, I think. Throw, throw nachos in, too, as one of those things you were alluding to earlier that you could make better at home than yeah. 95% of restaurants. Because you actually are going to take the care, get adequate cheese distribution, and also, by the way, the chicken... On top of nachos is always bad. It always gets dried out when they throw it into under the heat lamp or whatever they use to yeah. melt the cheese. I, I mean, I, I, I like nachos. I wouldn't have put it in my most overrated. Uh, also, non-regular cheese. The, the, the places that give you the the nacho cheese, n- nacho cheese is a little overrated, too. Hey. It's Beavis and Butthead's favorite food. All right. <laughs> You're not um, well, it. it's funny that you say that because I would almost prefer a nacho cheese uh, to like just oh the pla- you know like just like shredded cheddar that is now like hardened on. I would almost prefer nacho cheese, and then also the little sliced black olives. Like, what is that? Why? Why oh, black yeah, olives no, those... become uh, like a, a Mexican ingredient for this? Well, it's not really a Mexican food, but. Uh, I, I don't understand those. Um, now, the best version of nachos, again, I disagree with you about the, the melted cheese thing or the nacho cheese. I would rather just have tortilla strips or chips, nacho cheese, and pickled jalapenos. And, like, that is a better dish to me than these prepared, like, items you order at a restaurant. Yeah, like the stadium stadium nachos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd rather have that. that. That's Yeah. Uh, yeah, you got to do a lot of customization. You got to the ones we get lettuce on nachos. To be <laughs> Does not belong. Absolutely. No. Oh, and, no. and and beans with nachos. What? Well, yeah, because that's gonna that's gonna destroy your chips. Yeah. As uh. well. So uh, yeah, I could I could customize nachos, making them at home, or anything where you have to look like an asshole to the waiter to be like, okay, now let me get. Extra cheese, no olives, and I don't know if lettuce comes on it, but if it does, can you not put it on there? And... <laughs> yeah. And can you uh, make sure to put a layer of cheese before the second layer of tortilla strips and then put more cheese? Because I want to make sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Could you do it? Could you go back there in the kitchen and personally <laughs> make sure? Can you write all this down and make sure that he's doing it exactly this way? No, I, yeah, that's obviously uh... My number two. Most overrated food is 
any kind of red meat that isn't beef. Wow. Uh, that is, that's a lot. Okay. I, I try all these on the menu many a time, whether it's bison, whether it's elk, whether it's deer. What are some other red meats that, Lamb. that aren't? Lamb. Yeah, lamb is the one I would, I might exempt from this, but it's still not as good as beef. But le- the whole idea, I think, of these gamier meats is, oh, they're healthier. They don't have as much fat in them. I think they their popularity may have evolved at a time whenever it's like, oh, fat is bad. You can't eat fat. That kind of thing, which nutritionally, I think, is not as much the case anymore. And yeah, it just doesn't have the fat content that beef does. I feel like, oh, this is some alternative. And no, it's just not as good as beef. I go back to beef every time. There's always beef on the menu in addition to this. When I order it, I'm like, why did I do that? That was just a terrible idea. Oh, man. I mean, I just think that they, they have they have different, uh, like, qualities to them. I, I, I don't even really compare any of those other gaming or meats to beef. But I do appreciate you bringing some Americana back after your disdain for apple pie. So I'm glad that you still retained this this very American well, quality of love. I, I mean, some would maintain that bison is the the most American of foods, actually. But <laughs> yeah, right. But, yeah, at this point, yeah, they just those they don't have the same fat content and the gaminess. I don't know that people describe that gaminess is is a positive thing. I don't know. It doesn't really, really. It, you, you're just, does I that mean, come I especially from... bison is like fine. Um, I'm not huge on it. Elk, uh, elk and, and venison. I I do enjoy. I think that there there's a quality there that uh, it's just like a smoother texture. I like the the quote unquote gaminess, um, which I just think is like a little bit of more funk kind of than. Uh, than beef has. Um, I, I mean, I definitely don't agree with you. But also, I don't know that they're, like, crazy highly rated. Do people really, really love these meats? Yeah, well, it's just people are like, ooh, wow, this is this is a different take on, <laughs> on this thing. Oh, yeah, regular beef, that's just so boring. Oh, we're going to really jazz it up here by putting this <laughs> other red meat on there. Instead, also, I generally don't care for the texture of them as much as beef. It Some of these kind of remind me of, you know that thing that you use to clean up cat hair? Where, like, you, you pull it in one direction and it picks up the hair and then yeah, you push yeah, the it the other direction. And it puts, yeah, and then it puts it into a clump and then you can throw it into a paper bag or whatever as you're cleaning up. <laughs> yeah. Texture, like, slightly reminds me of that. Wow. That is very interesting. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, also I would, I would, uh, venture to say that lamb has a pretty good fat content and, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm exempting, the most I'm largely exempting to lamb. Beef. Okay. Right, right. Because I mean, this is part of the reason I'm saying it's overrated. Lamb has been around forever, right? Like that's just something that people have always liked forever. Like particularly Middle Eastern lamb is unbelievable, but so it's not like lamb is not really viewed as a beef substitute, right? I, I think. Some of the, you know, and maybe like the 80s and 90s, where some of these gamier meats became more, more often found on menus, where it's like, oh, hey, this is, this is a substitute for beef. It's healthier, but it's also, it's also more unique and all this shit. 
And it just, it's not better. I'm sorry. It just mm-hmm. isn't. Okay. I'm in. I actually, I, I'm in for that one for sure. <laughs> You're uh, number one. Yeah. So sorry, my go, number go one, uh, most overrated food I know you're going to get behind, and now I'm nervous that it's also your number one. Ham. It won't be. <coughs> Ham. Ham. Ham is my yeah. number one most overrated food. Um, this was one where I, I certainly loathe ham. There was an incident when I was five years old, and uh, this is like shortly after you were born, actually. Dad built this basement bedroom for me that... You, I, you could only get upstairs by going through the back stairway that was unheated. And so sit at night, but he, he was like, Oh no, it's okay. We're going to, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, Oh no, it's okay. Like, don't worry. Like if anything bad happens, like we'll have the walkie talkie on. So we, I had ham, a big ham dinner that night and I got sick and I puked all over this like disgusting <laughs> red carpet that was there. And so I was like turning on the thing because they told me like, okay, once you go to bed, like you're not allowed to like come upstairs and disturb us basically. Um, and so uh, this is why I, I hated you for like the first 15 years of life, by the way, because you kicked me out of my bedroom and made me go down there. This is why. Um, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. But I'm <laughs> uh, sorry. It was, it was more like 10 if we're being honest, but, but in any event. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I do think. Well, well, well that it okay, was an but, but anyway, so so choice. Dad never to finish the story. Dad <coughs> never answered the walkie-talkie, and so I was just like stuck down there, having just puked all over the floor and like trying to go to sleep, and then puking again, and him like never coming down to to help me, and it was all because of ham, and I don't really. Eat. I find but, it very but also, interesting that you didn't go upstairs though. Like I wasn't supposed to. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you were never a rule breaker. I, I guess. think may, I might have, maybe I did finally after like three or four hours or some, some, in, which, and three or four hours, when you're a kid, three or four hours is way longer than when you're an adult, too. Like, it's just yeah. relative to the total amount of your lifetime, three or four hours is much longer than it, than it would be now. But, but anyway, sorry. So I, I personally don't like ham. I kind of, I didn't want to say ham because I feel like my own personal aversion to it for that reason would kind of disqualify me from being objective. Okay. Well, um, you know, that, that's good because that means that I get to talk about why ham sucks. Uh, <laughs> well, you, you did pick it after all. So maybe after I talked for three minutes now, now we'll let you explain the reason for your choice. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. So I can't think of a worse pork product. First of all, of all the things you can do with a pig, Ham, I just, I don't understand it. Uh, A thousand percent. So, now, as an actual, like, uh, cut of meat, I think that maybe, like, the ham, I think it's, it's like, the upper part of the leg, I believe. Um, I mean, it it could be fine. Whatever. If you just treated it differently. Uh, The fact that it it needs, okay, it needs to be honey-baked for some reason. What is that? Why do we need sweet meat? Um, Why is it always pre-sliced and already cooked? Why is it a ubiquitous, like, holiday meat food? Yeah. Why can nobody make their own goddamn ham? Why do they have to purchase an already prepared ham? Um, I I don't understand it. And now that's like honey-baked spiral ham. But I also don't really like any uh, cured 
or like black forest, like deli meat ham either. Yeah. Easily the worst of the deli meats. Either that or corned beef. I would say ham might even be worse than corned beef of the deli meat. It absolutely is. There's no debate there. Um, but, but it's fine. I can, I can eat deli meat ham. Like I can have it yeah. on a sandwich and I'm, I'm good. But as the like thicker sliced spiral ham, uh, no. Why is it a thing? Um, so th- I, when I was thinking about it, I decided that ham is actually the, the only one that you probably can't make better at home since nobody ever does, right? They yeah. always buy an already at least par cooked, if not all the way cooked ham. They can't even slice it themselves. It comes with the slices already on it. Uh, I just, uh, I, I don't think that it deserves the prominence that it has. And again, if it's there, it's not like I am disgusted by it. I'll eat the ham, but anything is better. Anything. Yeah, any pork product. Well, wait, so uh, uh, Oscar Mayer ham and cheese loaf, that doesn't save ham for you? <laughs> I think I might have just been like bonding with dad when I ate ham and cheese loaf. <laughs> What, what this about, is the thing we uh, both like. <laughs> what, what about a uh, freeze-dried ham and cheese loaf that is shipped to you from someone who will remain anonymous? Uh, <laughs> how do you I feel mean, about that? Does that make you like ham? The, the, for the comic relief, yes. <laughs> for the amount of times I snapped it open on Zoom for people during 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's made up for oh, by the Skittles, though. <laughs> a someone close to us obtained a freeze dryer and has done some experimenting with it. I, I guess we, we and a lot of it's really fun, but the ham <laughs> really just there to like kind of make a, a get a giggle. Um, but anyway, I, I think uh, the only place that ham really belongs is like on your truly American like hoagie sandwich. Um, and uh, I can also get behind it if it's uh, added to a Cuban sandwich too. Yeah, that's actually probably the one time that I could I can deal with it is on a Cuban sandwich. Yeah, um, and of course, also I'm not at all talking about like the lovely cured meats from Spain, like hamon ibérico. Oh yeah, about no American ass so. ham. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's just I think you make a great point that yeah, it's edible, but there's always a better alternative available whether it's deli whether it's something you're going to roast in the oven whatever it is you can always do better than yeah what's so (laughs) this is going to be extremely controversial my number one most overrated food is bacon oh no oh yeah that's right (laughs) oh that's awful uh, bacon i i really enjoy bacon that's fine. It's I very rarely would order it as a side over sausage, though. Much better as a, a breakfast side than sausage. Oh, no. Okay. Is, I will I will grant you that bacon is one of the better smelling foods as it's been cooked. But I think <laughs> that leads that leads to it being overrated. Overrated. First of all, the, the cooking process for bacon is really annoying. It takes forever. It's very hard to get right, I would say. There's a lot of bad bad bacon out there both in terms of store-bought quality of bacon and then as well at at a restaurant like any fast food bacon is really bad 
like if you get a bacon cheeseburger or something, it's so thin yeah. that they totally they totally cheap out on it, and so it's impossible for it to have any integrity. It's so like any piece of bacon that you just hold up and it just makes this U shape off of your fork on either side with just no integrity or crispness. <laughs> no, no brim integrity. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Also. What do you, do you do with the fat afterwards? Are you one of the, are you one of these grease jar people? Oh yeah. Where do you put where do you put the grease jar? Especially if like if you if you I've lived in like some small apartments and stuff. You really you don't. I want to waste space in my apartment for this jar of grease, <laughs> and then once it's full, I guess I just throw it in the garbage. I guess, and then oh, even no. when you're cleaning. Or, or or you can do the wait for it to congeal and then scrape all of it into the garbage can move. But that takes like a three-hour period as well. <laughs> but it's just, again, the way that people just go so insane for bacon, it's it's very solid. Also, it just, it can't, when it's the sole ingredient, it's just not enough. It's not substantial enough. It doesn't really make you full for the amount of calories that it has either. Um, I could well, okay, probably hang eat- on. I need to backtrack here because <clears throat> you save the bacon grease and then you cook with it. And it's amazing. I sometimes who is, who is this don't you have you enough. Speak of. <laughs> are, you, are you talking I about me? I don't have enough bacon grease for the amount that I want to use for my cooking purposes. Because yeah. normally, when you say you and you're talking to someone, you're referring to them, <laughs> but you're not referring to me. You're not referring to me. You know, clearly I'm not. not. Um, when I was uh, so, the other thing it made me think of was when I was younger, my uh, my mom and my stepdad used to just uh, take a like wad of paper towels and just wipe out the bacon grease to absorb it and throw it out then before it congealed. So you just like soak it all up and throw it away. <laughs> Seems yeah. unnecessary. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just another method if we're providing options. <laughs> Why do um, people think... refer to Americans as a wasteful society? I'll never understand. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, I think that uh, bacon, first of all, how did we both come up with pork products as our number ones? Um, bacon yeah. is now, now, uh, let me be clear. I like bacon way more than I like ham, for example. Like, I like bacon. A lot of this is just that people think bacon is, like, literally the greatest thing ever. And it's like, I think it's solid. It's a nice, it's a nice accoutrement at some point. Yeah. But it's just, like, for example, the BLT. Is just ah. having only only bacon. There's just not enough there, right? When you're eating something, you want it to have a substantiality, which most meat does, where you're you're biting through it, you can experience it. Just once you take the initial bite into the bacon, it's just gone. You can't really kind of keep chewing it and getting just getting more and more of the flavor. It just you bite through it, it cracks, and then it's kind of all right. You're done here. I mean, if I hadn't known your, what was it? If, if I hadn't already known your number two, anyway, I would have told you just make a BLTA with avocado. And there you go. You got yourself a substantial sandwich. That, that was my number. No, no. Avocado was just an honorable mention. Oh, okay. Number, okay. Two, number two is the non-beef. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Meats. yeah. Uh, well, either way, if I, if I, uh, if I didn't already know your aversion to avocados or, or you, you know. Yeah. Again, it's not, not aversion. I like avocados. We're talking okay, about okay. overrated. So. Well, yes. I, but does adding an avocado to a BLT make it better? And yeah, maybe a little. 
Okay, yeah, I think cool. it would just give it a little bit more of a substantiality where you could. Now, I love a club sandwich is great. Obviously, I love a, a bacon in an omelet. So it, it has its uses. It just and then also like, you agree uses. with me on the you agree with me on the lots of bad bacon out there aspect. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. There's some really sad bacon out there that, but. Uh, that same establishment probably has some pretty sad breakfast sausage too. I would say I the think the worst versatility bacon. of bacon is what makes it uh, not overrated. I mean, the fact that you can have bacon in a variety of even desserts—it can be breakfast, it can be lunch, it can be dinner, it can be a, a, an ingredient added into something. It can also just be a side all the way on its own. Um, I do think. Uh, even soggy bacon has its place when being wrapped around something like dates or asparagus or whatever. Uh, it's just so versatile. It's not overrated. It's amazing. It's like the best pork product. Yeah, I can't go that far. I think they're like they're, the best pork product compared to like charcuterie or all right, all right. great I, sausages I, I or porchetta. I might have gone overboard. <laughs> All right, well, speaking of which, I put out a solicitation on Twitter. I think we'll do this every week, actually, where we take user comments. I, I told everyone, here's what we're talking about, the most overrated food. So we got some good Twitter submissions that we're going to react to here in terms of the most overrated food. So uh, what are some of these comments here that we need to react to? Um, I thought potatoes. I, I actually... Yeah, this really is a truth serum. With, yeah, truth serum seven oh seven. By the way, who who had this comment? Uh, um, he, he brands himself the king of icy hot takes. <laughs> well, potatoes. Maybe he's, is, maybe he's taking his potatoes that way. That's fair. what his problem is. Yeah, it's a very fair uh, choice there, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, obviously, I put a potato item on my list, um, but. Really, like, the the king of potatoes is what, either mashed potatoes or french fries. Um, but it, they're flavorless. I, I, I agree with him. I hear him. Yeah, if you get just the new potatoes or, like, those round potatoes that they just serve with, oh, it's got rosemary on it. Like, two, two sprigs of rosemary is going to make up for the fact that this three-inch diameter disc has no flavor in it at all. Yeah, that's, that's, that's going to help. No, I, I understand where he's coming from. People love fries, but I, I mean, I just think I can see maybe how they could be overrated. But I love fries. I love hash browns. I love mashed potatoes. There, oh, there's so too many potato products that I love for me to get up with this. Okay, next one here. This person, I this could be controversial. <laughs> Bizort uh-huh. says barbecue. To me, it's just badly cooked meat. That someone slathered a bunch of sauce onto in order to hide the poor quality. Yeah, I, I totally yeah. disagree. Barbecue, yeah, maybe the barbecue that he's eating is badly cooked. Yeah. Just get some no good barbecue way. and you're fine. Yeah, I mean, I understand. But yeah, there's bad barbecue out there. It's dry. Especially barbecue chicken can be quite disappointing. But no, no, there's, there's, it's not poorly cooked at all. It's really well cooked. It's smoked. It's, I mean... Is the thought that like the initial quality of something like a brisket is not that good, and then you have to smoke it and do all this shit to it to make it more edible? But no, I mean it's got great fat in it. It's got great seasoning as well. Even dry barbecue is good. 
And then also yeah. barbecue sauce is amazing. So no, I, I can't get on board with this in the slightest. Definitely not. Although um, one thing is uh, I do understand that at times it seems as though the barbecue sauce is just masking everything. So, you know, I, I, I can understand that sometimes it, it feels as though the meat needs the barbecue sauce. But if it's good barbecue, it doesn't. It doesn't need it at all. So. Alright, this is a good one here. Mm-hmm. Ben Mesero. I didn't think it was overrated until I listened to episode one, but now I think it's gotta be the full English breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> Fabulous. Now I, I will say we've gotten way more supportive comments on full English breakfast being really good than we have neg- negative comments. So I, I will I, I think that was that was a pretty good choice. Most people really seem to like it. <laughs> but you'll you'll still probably never order it. <laughs> no, no. Next time we're together, I'll I'll order it if if it's on the menu for sure. Just because you recommend it. anything that you recommend that highly, try. Aw, cool. <laughs> um, let's see. So, uh, pizza ninety one guacamole is useless. That that really pulled uh, pulled at me a little bit. Um. I mean, guacamole is the absolute best use for an avocado, right? Is that I think true? so, because you're you're adding so much additional flavoring to it as well. Yeah. And I love all those things. Cilantro, you throw some jalapeno in there as well. Lime, salt. I'm a Duncan. I definitely like anything that has added salt to it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I've made, uh, I think, what is a pretty traditional guacamole the other time, or the other night, and it was my first time doing this. Uh, rather than just like mashing everything up in the mulcahede, I like did uh, onion, cilantro, and jalapeno, and like first turned that into a paste. This is the best guacamole I've ever made. It was amazing, and I, I don't understand how it could be useless. It, it adds fat, it adds flavor. There's acid, salt, heat. It's awesome. Um, so I, I disagree with Pizza Ninety One for sure. Yeah, I think so. I I would say it is maybe a little overrated. Kind of. Going into what I said about avocados generally being overrated, but no, I, I still, I mean, it's still really, really good. It's def, it's one of one of the best snack appetizer things. Whenever someone makes a fresh guacamole and puts it out, you're happy. <laughs> and it, it's also very difficult to make a bad one if you make it fresh as well. Yeah. Joao Barros, French food is overrated as fuck. It's good, but people act like it's a God-given miracle created to give us mortals a taste of heaven. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I, I will say we didn't have any French foods on our top five objectively best foods list. And why do you think that is? Because French, many people consider French cuisine to just be the pinnacle of everything. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, the, f- the foundation of, you know, cuisine, supposedly, but that's just not really true. Um, I think that uh, <laughs> French food <laughs> can just be so bad sometimes. So it, it was like, for instance, what, what are you going to do? Like, um, I don't know, escargot. Sometimes it's terrible. Uh, oh, escargot orange. is actually, escargot is a great choice for an overrated I, I was close to, to picking escargot, uh, but I I didn't even put it in the honorable mentions. Um, yeah, I think that just like French food, it, it's uh, th- there's nothing that makes it uh, 
exceptional enough. That's it sounds horrible. I love French food. Well, I, I there is. I mean, as far as the top five objectively best foods, there isn't that one French dish that to me is just so iconic and also versatile that you can have. There isn't really a cheap version of it. They're very sauce dependent that... as well and, and complex sauce dependent, which those taste great when you get the right one, but it's also, it's not as accessible. Yeah, I think um, you did touch on the affordability aspect is is difficult for me. Like I couldn't choose a, a French food as one of my objectively best foods because in order to have a good version of it, it's usually just like way more expensive. Um, now, when you're eating, I would say though, when you're eating in France, it's very difficult to find a bad meal. The even some also just like going to the grocery store in France as well. It's just you've got on every corner, you've got just these awesome bakeries. You can get great baguettes. Their butter quality, all their cheese, their dairy stuff is yeah. great. All their baked goods are awesome as well. Um, I mean, so yeah, I mean, literally, French food is one of my top three cuisines. Uh, yeah. I love. French I think food. it would be for a lot of but, people. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, I think I understand the objection to it due to the haughtiness, and also it, it's not. It's surprisingly if. You would think, okay, if it's so good, why wouldn't it be more ubiquitous in other countries? Oh, even, even though, see, like, yeah. like it is, it's ubiquitous among like super high end stuff. But there just isn't really, yeah, there isn't kind of the other than sort of baguette and you know some sandwiches and stuff. There isn't really the great Laurent. I don't know. There's some breakfast stuff, I guess. Maybe you know a souffle quiche. Those those are probably like I the mean- Laurent. French the thing stuff, is, but... is that French cuisine has influence all over the world. It, it just yeah. might not be French food. It, it's like, you know, the mother sauces are being used in almost every other cuisine now at this point. Um, it, even just like brie, like the cheeses out of France on yeah. their own are, have influence all over the world. Um, but yeah, it's the, it's the haughtiness. It's the expense. Uh, it's that, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I well, I, let I me, let me tell now. you this. I don't, I don't consider French food to be indispensable in the way that uh-huh. I would other cuisines. Like, like, it's great to go for a high-end place, but I'm just, I, it's rare, rare that I'll be, oh man, I'm just craving some French food right now. I, uh, I, right. I, can, I can see fair. that. Yeah, it's, I, I'm all not, right. I wouldn't say, I, I wouldn't go so far as to call it overrated. I think that's casting a few too many aspersions, but I, I do kind of understand where he's going from here. Um, how do you any feel? More, any more of these? Yeah. How, how do you feel about taco hole and, and the, uh, the lobster as a, as an overrated food? I'm interested to know how you feel about lobster. We, we got a couple of these actually. Certainly it's quite expensive. I think I, I can understand that the, the annoyance of eating it. It's not as accessible. If you just get this thing, plop down in front of you for a lot of people. I always feel like I'm just not doing a good enough job of getting it all out of there and I'm wasting Like of maximizing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel bad about that. It, yeah, it's pretty expensive. I probably prefer crab over lobster, I would say. I like the texture of crab more. Okay. I, I, I think I, lobster yeah. is definitely overrated, but but it is, it's more, again, it's more of a um, expense thing than it is uh like, I mean, I think lobster is just great. It's just 
why is it so insanely expensive and why is it just coveted in the way it is? I don't know. Crab yeah, is better. I think so, crawfish right, is better so, if you want something really difficult to eat, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if that's your number one criterion that this be as difficult to eat as possible, I'm sorry, lobster just blowing out of the water. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've, I once thought that I could literally eat crawfish indefinitely because I think I could digest it as quickly as I could just like metabolize another, it faster. Another, but yeah. Because for those who haven't had it, you basically just get like a thumbnail sized piece of meat out of everything. And it takes at least a minute to prepare it. At least, <laughs> at least for those of us who are not Louisiana born it and bred. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. And, and I, yeah, crab to me is just better and cheaper than lobster. I like the way that crab can kind of shred up and then be distributed throughout the dish much more evenly. Yeah. I do like the flavor of lobster. It's it's very tasty. But yeah, I do think the people, oh my God, I got to have lobster anytime I see it on the menu. And then you throw in the expense as well. I, I, I do understand. I would, yeah, I would say I would say lobster is overrated. Not not at the top, but it is overrated. Agreed. All right. All right. Well, well hopefully. I, I, think, yeah. I, I think that we've uh, definitely covered enough of the comments too. Um, a lot of agreement. Uh, there was, you know, a lot of. Uh, Again? No, we argued. We argue yeah. like apple pie. You totally weren't on board. I'm bored with this. You're right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> good. Good. More arguing, or else we'll have to change the name of the po- the podcast. <laughs> well, we can also argue against just generally other people and concepts outside <laughs> of each other. Yes, we've always been good at that as well. Yeah, yeah. Like we're arguing against something. I think we're. I think we're. If you really feel like you signed on to this podcast and it was a misnomer and you didn't get enough arguing, feel free to tweet us and, and let us know that this is just, we didn't argue enough. I, I thought we argued. I think it is. We did. We did. <laughs> okay. Good. <laughs> uh, all right. So for those of you who have more comments here, you can tweet us at Nate Duncan NBA. You can follow live as well at orange live on Twitter, or you can follow us on Instagram where we post some of our food adventures regularly. I'm Nate B. Duncan live is it looks best in orange or of course on youtube we'd love to let to uh have you chime in with your most overrated foods what we got wrong in the youtube comments if you're watching this on on youtube as well our youtube is arguing about food we'll talk to you all next time till then cheers